to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host of the Feed You podcast and also of ACCTV. And this week we are talking about why Facebook and other social media platform changes should not matter to your business at all. And if you uh, were not aware, Facebook had a major outage about a month ago where they were offline with their Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp applications for almost the entire day. Like I want to say it was eight or nine hours. And this impacted a lot of small businesses because those platforms um, are how a lot of businesses operate. They run everything in their business from Facebook. For example, if you go to a local restaurant, I have had this happen time and time again, where you will search out a restaurant and they will only have a Facebook page. They don't have a website. They don't have um, any other way to reach them. And that is such dangerous uh, ground to put your business on. And um, other than the outage, I'm going to go through a couple of other reasons why you don't want to do that. But if you haven't built your business on a social media platform, then when they change their minds or change the rules or there's an outage, you don't have as much to worry about. And so in this week's episode, I wanted to share with you um, a little bit of behind the scenes about what's going on in the world of social media and the changes that you can expect to see coming and how you can avoid a lot of those uh, hiccups and kind of implications of rule changes by setting up your business to move your audience off of those platforms as soon as possible. And so there are two main ways you can do that. And I'll dive into those in just a minute. But here, here are the facts. Social media is in business. I don't care if it's LinkedIn or YouTube or Instagram or Snapchat or um, TikTok or any of those. All of those companies are in business to make money. And they will continue to put in regulations and changes and modifications to user um, and creator behaviors to the benefit of their company. And so let's look at Facebook, for example. Facebook has done a really great job of connecting people. And it's also a great place for smaller businesses to get out, get some free exposure, um, start to build audiences, et cetera, et cetera. However, if you've noticed you're not getting as much traction with your Facebook posts and with the things you put on social media, unless you pay for them. That's not by accident. Facebook, just like television, makes money from advertising. And so they're going to give preferential treatment to the people that are paying for advertising. The more you pay, the more exposure you get. And so when I get asked, hey, what should I be posting on social? I'm not getting any traction. It's not a simple answer. It's it's multi-fold because it's going to depend on what are the other things you're doing? What is your strategy behind posting on social media? How often are you posting on social media? And where are you taking people after you have grabbed their attention on social media so that you um, can continue to get in front of them on your terms and conditions, not someone else's? Most of the time, people just look at you like with a deer at headlights, look and go, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it's because they are living 
from the misnomer um, that could have been true five or six years ago that they can just post on social media and gain traction, get new customers and move forward. Well, the reality is, is that time has passed. That time doesn't exist anymore. And the further that we move down um, the technology rabbit hole, for lack of a better term, the more difficult it's going to become. And so when you're a creator or a business person who's trying to create content on a social media platform, you have to have a plan behind that content. And so when you look at it from the perspective of say Mark Zuckerberg, who owns those multiple multiple social media companies, he is going to make decisions from a business standpoint, from the business standpoint of Facebook, not your business. And so they're going to make decisions based on what's in the best um, interest of Facebook. And most often that's going to come back to create, to making money. And so you need to look at your social media presence in the same way. How do you ultimately move people off of the platform that you don't own onto something that you do own so that you can capture their information and continue to put yourself in front of them? Because as we've mentioned on this um, show before, the more often you're in front of people, the more likely they're going to remember who you are, what you do and how you can help them. And so when um, you're filling out your social media strategy and you're trying to put content out there, it's fine and dandy to do that. In fact, it's highly encouraged. However, don't leave it to the fate of the social media gods to ensure that those people on that platform are going to um, miraculously show up and hit the you know pay now button to buy from you. Because more often than not, they're not going to do that. And you've got to have in place a strategy that moves them along a certain path. And ultimately, um, that strategy should have them moving off of that platform sooner than later for your best interest. So if given the opportunity to hand out two pieces of advice that I have held on to um, for as true and have seen come true uh, for at least five to seven years is that you don't want to build your business on social media. Sure, you can start to build an audience, you can gain some traction, you can start to attract new people. Um, In fact, highly encourage you to put, especially if you're a newer business owner, to put yourself out there in paid advertising and also free um, content. However, don't have that be the only place people can reach you. So when I go back to the example of restaurants, so they may have on their, um, their menu, they may have photos, they may have their phone number, but what happens when Facebook finally comes to them one day and says, hey, you have a business listing on here and you can keep it here, but it's gonna cost you $500 a month that restaurant owner is going to go, what, excuse me? But that's the prerogative of Facebook because it's their platform. They own it and they can decide who they want on it and who they don't want on it. And they're going to um, create an experience that benefits their users so that they stay on the platform versus for the benefit of the businesses. So I just want you to be prepared. And there are two ways that we can prepare our business to ensure that we have a home base um, that people can come back to. And number one is gonna be your website. You wanna have a website that's built out, that's current and it's up to date and it has the information that people need in order to reach out and do business with you, whether that is a restaurant or if it's a consulting company or whatever it might be. 
You want to make it easy. You want to, to give people specific directions on how they can work with you and what they need to do to take the next step. Not going to dive too deeply into website content. I have multiple other videos where I talk about that, that I can um, uh, link to below. But the second place is you want to get them on your email list. In fact, I would actually move this to number one, because oftentimes um, you don't have to have your whole website built up, but you do need to have a place to gather names and email addresses so that if you do put up a new website, you can announce it to people and let them know, hey, I have a new website or my new website is coming. But in the meantime, here's what's going on. And you then take back control and have the ability to get in front of those people on your time schedule, how often you want to get in front of them and sharing the information that you want them to see rather than having them have to filter through a news feed among your competitors, among people that um, are in disagreement with what you do, um, and just all the other distractions that social media provides. That email connection enables you to build a relationship based on what they need and how you can help them get to where they want to get to. So the second point I wanted to make is besides not building your business on social media is that you don't want to put your financial fate into the hands of other people. And a lot of times that's what people will do. They think, well, I should go and do what's working. And so if we look back over the history of just YouTube, for example, you have creators who started creating content, started attracting an audience. And we'll just look at the food industry, for example. Well, after some time, YouTube goes, hey, we're onto something now and we're paying these people a lot of money to get people to come to the channel and stay there. Let's change the rules because we don't want to be paying them as much money. And so you had all these creators that were, you know, making the hundreds of thousands of dollars or more that all of a sudden they're like, their income was cut in half and they didn't have any other business setup to send people somewhere else. All they were doing is creating content and putting out videos and getting paid. Well, YouTube changed the rules. And now if you notice, I noticed two things recently when I was on YouTube. Number one, they are really um, promoting, I think it's called YouTube Red, which is their version of a membership. They want you to come pay a monthly membership and they will show you all the videos you want without advertising. So it's like the YouTube version of cable um, or what cable used to be because now cable has commercials too. But there's big money in advertising and they know that they can get people to pay to show uh, their products and services in the middle of videos, at the beginning of videos and at the end of videos. And so they will monopolize on that because it's much more lucrative to them than paying um, creators to create content. And then the other thing that I noticed is that the longer you, time you spend on a platform. So like, for example, I go on there quite often and I, I will do um, research on videos for different hobbies I have. And so the longer I spend on that channel, the more commercials I see. So if you watch one video, you might have a commercial at the beginning. If you watch two videos, you'll have a commercial at the beginning and at the middle. And then if you, and then the commercials get longer and you can't skip them. And so it's a very interesting um, dynamic to observe. In fact, I, I challenge you to go over there and just test the theory and see if it works for you too. But what it tells me is that we are moving into an environment where you're going to have to 
one, um, indulge YouTube in their commercials, but two, as a creator, you're going to have to start paying them on that platform to be seen. And so we want to be careful that we're not putting all our eggs in one basket and that we are, um, taking ownership of our audience before we don't have the opportunity to do that. And the quickest way to do that is to move people either um, one to your email list and then two to your website, which is why I mentioned that. And so if we go back to the, you know, the cooking examples, you have all these people that started home cooking shows and then they would move you to their blog and their blog is full of advertisements and you still see it. People are tired of being advertised to. And so you would be better off to come up with an actual funnel that moves those people from one recipe to a cookbook sale or one recipe to a membership site where they get access to all of your recipes. And it gets a little bit tricky because a lot of times people are accustomed to getting everything free. And I mentioned um, an example in a previous episode where um, a lot of the fitness industry is now trying to backtrack. And and they were another uh, industry who, you know, put all of their fitness videos out there on YouTube, and now they're trying to pull them all off and put them behind a membership site. And so you have to be careful when you're doing that because a lot of people will not like that they have to pay for those videos now. But I can see it from the perspective of the business owner and they have to do something to make money and they, they can't spend hours and hours and hours creating content for free and not getting paid. And so I want to give you the premonition to go ahead and figure that out before you have to backtrack because the backtracking is really, it, it um, doesn't sit well with your audience. And I think you're better off to try and build the momentum up front. And also you have a lot of opportunity when they are on your email list or they're coming to your website to give them additional content or additional opportunities that you don't put out in other places. So with that being said, um, there's a lot to this. It's not just a matter of any more, any more like, what should I be posting on social media? There's gotta be a strategy, there's gotta be a plan. And most of all, you've gotta take ownership of your audience sooner than later. And a lot of, especially second act entrepreneurs who have had um, positions in corporate or professional careers that are focused in a specific area, they don't know the marketing um, lingo, they don't know the marketing uh, processes and all of that sort of stuff. So I have put together a free training that is coming up live uh, November 17th, I believe is the date. And it's called own your audience. And what I'm going to do is walk through the five step process that I use with my clients. And that I use with my students to help you take back ownership of your audience and how you can do that and start building your list, um, creating content and putting it in front of them so that ultimately they move forward and start to purchase from you, whether that's a product or a service. So if you'd like to enroll in, uh, that, that free training. It is open right now. You can do that at alisaconnor.com forward slash own your audience on one word. The link is below um, this episode. And it will be a one hour training uh, open for questions. I'm going to take all your questions and I will have uh, the opportunity to answer all of them. So I would love to see you over there. But if you are struggling with how to, you know, create that strategy around 
um, using social media as a tool, but not as a place to build your business, this is the perfect training for you. Come over and join me. The training is called Own Your Audience and you can register for free today. And it's happening November 17th. I think it's the 17th. Um, and you can find all the information at alisaconnor.com forward slash own your audience. And I look forward to seeing you inside. In the meantime, I appreciate you tuning in and I hope this has given you some food for thought when it comes to planning your strategy around social media. If you've enjoyed the episode, I would really love for you to share it with a friend um, or somebody else that could benefit from it. I will see you next week with another hot topic of what's going on in the world of marketing for uh, consultants, course creators, and coaches. And I look forward to seeing you there. Seeing you then. Take care and be well. If you're like most entrepreneurs, you know you should be on social media, but they keep changing the dang rules. For Pete's sake, every day there's a new algorithm change. There's when you should post, when you should not post, what you should post. Should you do video? Should you do Insta stories? Should you do this? Ah, It's enough to make anybody crazy. And the worst part of all is that even if you're showing up and you have a huge audience on one of these platforms, you don't own any information about them. So when they change the rules, and you know they do, you are at their mercy. Well, what if instead you could own your audience? What if you had the power to show up in front of them, share what you want to share on your own time frame? Well, you can. In my new upcoming training, Own Your Audience, you're going to learn how to stop being at the mercy of social media moguls. Yes, social media is a great tool, but when you put all of your eggs in their basket, it's like renting an apartment with a horrible landlord who keeps changing the rent. You deserve better. You deserve to control and get in touch with your people on your terms. In the Own Your Audience training, you're gonna learn the five-step proven system that I've used with my clients for the last 20 years that gets you in front of your audience, builds conversations, builds connections, and best of yet, helps you sell your stuff. Because if you're not selling anything, it's really hard to stay in business. So join me for this free live training coming up. It is so easy for you to join and come and be part of this live training by going to alisaconnor.com forward slash own your audience. If you're tired of fretting about the next social media change and you're sick of being at the mercy of what to do, when to post, how to post, where to be, and you just want some sanity with your marketing, join me for this upcoming live training at alisaconnor.com forward slash own your audience. And I look forward to seeing you inside.